This is episode 19, Why Relying on Motivation Sucks. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. I'm great. I'm really excited about today's podcast. It's a topic that I love. And today we're talking about why relying on motivation sucks. Mm. No, I mean, I love this topic because, you know, having been involved in the health and fitness world for the last nine years or so, you know, I can't, uh, I've lost count of all the times that I've heard people say that they can't do things because they lack motivation. Um, you know, they say, Oh, I wasn't motivated. I didn't feel motivated. And, you know, constantly people are pinning things on motivation when they don't get the job done. So for sure. And they even try and outsource the motivation. I mean, I've had people messaging me saying, Hey, Eric, please, can you motivate me? And I'm like, uh, uh, that's your deal. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Like there's only so much you can do. You've got to be your own hero on this journey. And today what we're going to do is we're going to help anyone who's having this problem of relying on motivation, understand why that could be holding them back on their journey. Um, Mm. And hopefully they'll have an epiphany moment listening to this podcast where they realize that, you know, you'll become your excuses. Um, Lacking motivation is merely an excuse. Now, that's very true. Absolutely. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't want to discount the power of motivation. I mean, motivation is powerful. I mean, there wouldn't be all these incredible motivational videos um, or, or things online and, and talks. And like, it, it is really powerful to get revved up and to get motivated. It's it definitely powerful. has a place. Exactly. Like, I mean, it feels cool when you're motivated. Like, mm. There's no question about that. I'm not saying that motivation is a myth. I'm saying yeah. we need to stop pinning our dreams and our hopes and our goals on the idea that we need the motivation to do the job. And so that's what we really want to cover today. And why do you think people rely so much on motivation? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, look, I mean, I think, I think a lot of it's got to do with, um, you know, I mean, in that book that we love from BJ Fogg, Tiny Habits, I mean, he mentions the point that like people, people find it easier to do hard things when they're motivated. So so typically it means that like, if we said that motivation is a potential requirement to do hard things, then, you know, at certain points, like let's say for example, someone who's starting out on their health and fitness journey, then for them going to the gym and doing workouts on a daily basis, that might still be in the category of something that's hard to do. Okay. Mm. Versus someone who's been in a health and fitness routine for a long time, they've developed good habits, they're in the habit of going to the gym. The going to the gym part every day is much easier to do. And yeah. there's less friction in yeah. the whole. So what I find is like when I was um, unfit and unhealthy in the, 
back in the day when I used to try and get myself to go to the gym, I'd go through little spurts where I'd go to the gym for a few weeks and then not go for a few years and then go for a few weeks. And I found there was a lot of negotiation and friction. You know, I was working a a busy corporate job. I wasn't really that committed to the idea of going to the gym. I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't feel comfortable when I was at the gym. So there were all of these things stacked up against me that made going to the gym hard. And so then I would often only go when I felt like really motivated or in a good space. And as you know, that means you don't go very often because nobody feels motivated every day. Um, I don't think, I think very few people wake up at 5am, especially in in Cape Town, you know, it's, it's pitch dark in winter. You wake up, nobody feels necessarily every day motivated to go off to the gym. But it reminds me of a lovely story um, that I heard about Bruce Fordyce, who, you know, for the younger people out there in my day, Bruce Fordyce was the Comrades Marathon runner. And he, you know, he won like Comrades after Comrades after Comrades. And actually he's the, I think he's the the head of Parkrun in South Africa at the moment. But the story goes that his agreement with himself was that every morning he made himself a promise that he would put on his shoes, his running shoes and everything, get dressed get out of bed, hit the road in the dark. And he basically, he made a deal with himself that if he got to the first lamppost in his street and decided that he didn't want to do it anymore, he could go back to bed. And, and there was the, do you think he ever went back to bed? No, <laughs> because he did the hardest part. And the hardest okay. part often of a run is basically getting your shoes on and getting out of the door. The hardest yeah. part of a gym session is often getting dressed for gym and getting to the gym. Once you're there, it's easy. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there's many people who've walked into a gym and then still decided not to do the workout. Yeah. I've had, I must say, like, I've done that once or twice, like in the last nine years. Once or twice, I walked into the gym and I literally went upstairs to the Kauai and had a cup of coffee and a protein <laughs> bar and left. But, like, that's happened twice in nine years. Yeah, that's fair. It was like, <laughs> off days. But for me, you know, I often see motivation almost as like a form of energy. Yeah. Like it's like this bonus energy you get, and maybe it comes like maybe some days you just you just wake up, you feel amazing, and everything is just easy, and you just have this energy, and you're just ready to go and it's, take on the world. You're inspired to do it. Other days, you you think about why you're doing this. Like you know, in, in the sleepy coaching program, we often get people to focus on their why. Yeah, and very often that why gives them motivation. You know, they. They're thinking, why am I going to the gym every day? Like, why is going to the gym important to me? Why is eating healthily important to me? And they'll come up with these deep, like, strong, powerful whys that do provide them with a bit of motivation, a bit of energy to push through the hard times. But, you know, for me, we know that motivation comes and goes. Like, you know, guys, you're not stupid. If you think back over the past few years, you know that there's times where you're motivated and there's times where you're not. There's times where you want to put like everything into your work and there's times where you just don't feel like doing any work. There's times where you want to, you know, work on your relationships and build your relationships and strengthen your connection to people. And there's times where you just really couldn't be bothered. Yeah. There's times where you want to put time into the gym and eat healthily and, you know, go to bed early. And there's times where you don't. We know motivation waxes and wanes and that's completely normal. Yeah. But what I want to stress to people is knowing this, like I'm sure, I don't think anyone would disagree with me that motivation comes and goes, but knowing this, don't plan your future success and your, your plans to be successful based on feeling motivated. Like 
if your plan is to lose weight and the way you're going to do that is to go to the gym, if you only go to the gym when you're feeling motivated, you're never going to be successful because you won't always feel motivated. Therefore, you won't always go to the gym. So my point is don't rely on those, don't rely on motivation to do the things you need to do. You can actually do things that you don't feel motivated to do. Exactly. I mean, the exact same thing applies to meal prep and cooking. You know, I mean, like I often don't feel excited or motivated or inspired to cook. Mm. I know what the alternative is and the alternative is not going to help me get towards my goals. And, And sometimes you've actually got to dig, you've got to dig a little bit deeper and, you know, I, I find you've got to take the emotion out of it. So, you know, for me, it's about making a commitment. Now, yeah. for me, I'm committed to go to the gym. Like I know at three o'clock today, I'm going to the gym. And quite honestly, even for someone who's trains regularly, I must yeah. say that like at least half the time, at least I'm not in the mm. mood to go to the gym when it's yeah. comes time to go to the gym. But we all, we always know people always say you never regret a workout. And it's true. Yeah. Like, I've never ever regretted doing the workout. I've never ever left the gym wishing, Oh, you know, I wish I hadn't have done that. Yeah. You know, there's a hump which you've got to get through. And I think that's why you like talking about the fact that, you know, the motivation is optional. Like there's a hump mm. that you, that you get over. Like, for example, I, I'm not a fan of running. But mm. I know that, you know, if I sit here now and I think, geez, I'm going to go for a run today at three, I'm not looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. You know, I'm not excited about it. But when I go and I do the run, I always end up enjoying it. And I always feel a sense of achievement afterwards. And, yes. you know, and I'm always really happy that I did it. So I know that, like, I have to tap into that. Like if I'm now thinking about going for a run, I've got to remind myself, hang on a second. These are the feelings that you always get. And when you actually work through them and you do it, it ends up being a great experience. And that's very true. I've often found that like motivation almost follows taking action. Like yes. it might be time for me to go to the gym or it might be time for me to eat a healthy meal. And I really don't feel like it, but I know from personal experience and past experience that if I just actually do the action, I will feel amazing after. I'll feel proud of myself. Yeah. I'll feel satisfied. I'll feel like I've achieved something. And that sense of achievement actually then gives me motivation to keep pushing even harder. Like there's days where I come back to the gym and I'm like, whoa, I'm like 10 times more motivated exactly. than I was before I went to the gym. Exactly. And I'm sure you've experienced this, Eric. I mean, I've experienced it many times where often on the weekend, like I'll sit here on a Friday or on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon knowing, cause I like to actually train in the afternoons on the weekends cause the gym's quite quiet. Yeah. And also I don't feel rushed. Yes. I'm the same. You know, so, but like some Saturdays and some Sundays, especially when it's a bit chilly, especially when it's winter, like sometimes mm. I'll be sitting there on the couch thinking, geez, you know, do I really have to go and do this? And then yeah. I'll go there and 10 minutes into it, it becomes like, the best workout I've ever done. Like, you know, it's suddenly, exactly. Suddenly I'm doing it and I'm like, Hey, this is awesome. And I end up having like a really great workout. And by the same token, you know, like when it comes to cooking, you know, often you'll think to yourself, geez, it's going to be such a big effort to prepare this meal. And when you Mm. get down to it, it actually only ends up taking like 10 or 15 minutes. Like, you know, I mean, like think about washing the dishes, like, Imagine everyone listening to this podcast. Imagine if you only washed your dishes when you were motivated to do so. Like what squalor would people be living in? 
you know. I'm highly motivated to keep a clean place, but I know not everyone. No, I know, like but that. I can say hardly anyone is motivated to do the dishes. Like maybe they do it because they know like how they might feel afterwards, etc. But but the point being, I think you mentioned earlier, or you've mentioned in previous podcasts, like that we do many things in our lives that we don't need to be motivated to do. Yeah. And I think the reason why is because the consequences of not doing them are more in your face. So yes. for example, there's more, there's more punishment. So, you know, I think people, you know, the reason why we have laws and yeah. in society and whatever is because, you know, people fear punishment, you know, yeah. it's generally what keeps most people in line. So they fear the consequence. So for mm-hmm. example, let's take this analogy to the workplace. Now, yeah. Let's say that you have a meeting at 2 p.m. with your boss and a new client. Now, nobody in their right mind would say at 10 to 2, listen, guys, I'm not going to make the meeting today. I don't feel very motivated (laughs) about my work. No, you would lose your job. You know, you would lose a client. You wouldn't do that because you go. You don't have to feel motivated because it was an appointment. It was a commitment that you said you were going to do. And yeah. you have no choice. And you obviously you fear the immediate consequence. Yes. Whereas something like going to the gym or eating healthy, the consequence is more long-term in a sense that the consequence is not, is that you will maybe not meet your goals. You'll maybe not lose weight. You'll maybe not gain muscle. You'll maybe not get stronger, but you're not going to yeah. feel it in that moment. Yes, there's no short-term consequence to your boss phoning you saying, hey, where are you? Exactly. So, Unless you get a trainer, then that can be pretty hard. But I, think, <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people do benefit from personal trainers. They and do, yeah. A lot of people, they almost need that person waiting there for them. Now, yeah. now the thing is, that is fine. But unfortunately, if you're someone who, who will never be able to do anything without motivating yourself or making a commitment or willing yourself yeah. to do something, you're always going to be reliant on the third party. And unfortunately, unless you've got all the money in the world and all the resources in the world, it's going to be very hard to have that 24 seven, you know, 365 days a year. So yeah, no, absolutely. you have to learn these skills. Um, it's true. And you know, I think social media has also kind of distorted health and fitness a bit, you know, you go on social media and you see everyone's highlights and everyone's highlights. It's all these fit and healthy people who look super motivated and energetic and like, it just looks so easy for them. Yeah. And then you sitting on the couch, like, I can't even get out of bed. Um, and you know, I think the first thing is that like, when you look at social media, there are highlights. So you're not seeing the times where that person isn't motivated. Sure. And maybe, maybe they are motivated financially. Like that might, that may be their job. Like they're literally getting paid exactly. to be active on social media and show, show off their fitness and their physique. Sure. And secondly, people, we all have different motivations for different things. Like some people are highly motivated to play a musical instrument. Yeah. And some aren't. Some people are highly motivated to eat well. Like they actually enjoy it or they see like they, maybe they have like a, um, a gut health issue or an allergy or some kind of illness or autoimmune condition that makes them more motivated to eat healthily than others. Like maybe they feel the impact more if they don't eat well. Yes. Uh, so I think you've got to kind of accept that, you know, everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses in life. You probably have, like, if you, if you never feel motivated to exercise, that's okay. Maybe you have other areas in life where you feel motivated to, to do things in yeah. where other people don't. So you kind of average those out. If that makes sense, like everyone has different areas in life that they're motivated to do things in, 
but you don't have to rely on that motivation to do it. Like you said, you don't have to be motivated to pay taxes. Yeah. You don't have to be motivated to shop to work. You don't have to be motivated to pick up your kids from school. You don't have to be motivated to go to bed early. Um, but, but very often, like you said, there are long-term benefits that we maybe don't focus on. And consequently. Like in health and fitness, there is a long-term benefit that if you can dig into that why, why are you doing this? Why is it important to you? Why does it matter? What will happen if you don't do this for 10 years or something like that? Um, you know, I think a classic example is even just going to work. Like, you know, there's this meme where it's this person sitting in the interview and the boss is asking them, uh, so why are you interested in having this job? And the person replies, because I'm passionate about having money to buy food. Like no one says that, yeah. but very often people go to job because they need money. Yeah. Like that's one of the primary drivers and motivations behind why we have jobs, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you can learn to enjoy your job. You can learn to be passionate about it. But most of the time there's a very long-term motivation of we need money. And it's the same with going to gym. Like there's a long-term motivation going to gym. There's a long-term motivation of eating healthily, of getting enough sleep, of de-stressing. And if you're just going to sit down and think about why, like why is this important to you? And that will give you motivation for the long run, but it also allow you to make the commitment in the short term. I have to commit to these goals because okay. of these long-term benefits. Absolutely. I mean, that's our sleeky belief is that commitment beats motivation. And, yeah. you know, I think that is what people need to get into their head is, you know, the other sleeky belief is that motivation is optional. So, yeah. you know, I think if you listen to this podcast, you need to accept that motivation comes and goes and it's optional. It's a fleeting emotion. You can't base your hopes and goals on something that is fleeting and out of your control. You know, yes. I almost see motivation as this little, you know, like fairy in Peter Pan is this like little fairy flying yeah. around that you can sometimes catch. Sometimes you can't catch it. And it's a yeah. magical thing. But the thing is, is yeah. that like you can't, you can't control it. Um, you also treat it as like a bonus. Exactly. So, you know, commitment is about, you know, Robin Sharma always says, show me your schedule and I'll show you your priorities. Commitment yeah. is about saying, you know what? I'm putting this as non-negotiable in my diary. And, you know, you can take the stress out of your life by having less negotiation. Like ultimately, people listening mm. to this, I'm sure lots of people, how many times have they been, there's that conversation in your head about, oh, I've had a busy day. Now nah, I'm meant to go to the gym. I plan to go to the gym. Oh, but my friends are meeting for a drink. But, you know, the bold and the beautiful is on. Um, you know, and there's a whole conversation. About, Every day. There's a whole conversation about whether that, so what that's actually saying is they're saying that their health and fitness activity is optional. Mm. So versus the meeting scenario where I described earlier at the workplace, it's not optional. It's, you know, you have to do it. So yeah. people have to stop seeing those commitments as being optional yeah. and they actually have to just see them as being non-negotiable because mm. the negotiation, the mental gymnastics that you have creates a lot of stress. Yeah. And I almost think that when you lose that negotiation, you end up feeling bad about yourself. So, you know, I think if you have a conversation with yourself, like, yeah, it's almost like, let's say you walk into a petrol station and now you've got a whole debate going on about whether you're going to walk out there with a chocolate or not, or just a bottle of water. You know, when you lose that debate with yourself, I think you lose a bit of respect for yourself in that moment, or mm. you feel a little bit bad about yourself. So you want to tend to avoid having that conversation with yourself because you're just going to come off second best, make it non-negotiable and, 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 and avoid those, the, that stress and the mental gymnastics.
would be my yeah. I think the more, you, the more you can pre-commit to things, and the more you can stick to those commitments, you almost earn some self-respect and confidence in yourself. You know, I mean, if you imagine you just walk around making these promises to everyone and you keep breaking them to everyone, like they're never going to trust you. Yeah. But so often we do that to ourselves as well. You know, we we make all these promises, all these commitments to ourselves, and then we just never keep them. Yeah. So in the end, like it, your word becomes meaningless. And I think. The, the important lesson I've learned here, which helped me hugely to build confidence in myself and my ability is to not, how do I say this? Many people will make a plan when they're feeling highly motivated or they make a plan for perfect conditions. Like let's just say you decide, okay, I'm going to start working out of the gym again, as an example. And now when you sit down and you figure out like what workout plan you're going to do and, and how often you're going to go, you often visualize these perfect conditions. You know, work is going well, you've got lots of time, you've been sleeping well, you've got good energy, um, you've got no stresses. So you design like this plan for perfect conditions yeah. when motivation is always sky high and you're going to eat chicken, broccoli, rice every day because you feel like you can do it right now, so therefore you can do it for the rest of your life. It's not possible. So just be careful to not design your plans around perfect conditions and not design your plans when, for only when you're highly motivated. Sure. I think when, you, when you're figuring out a game plan for yourself, it's really important to acknowledge you won't always feel motivated. You won't always feel energetic. You won't always feel uh, relaxed and calm and ready to go. You have to almost not design for worst case scenarios, but you have to be willing to accept that uh, life gets messy sometimes and it won't always be perfect. So how can you uh, commit to something that's a little more reasonable um, I think here's the key, like you commit to something that's reasonable and then on the days where you're feeling highly motivated, you can go above and beyond. Yes, I like that. Um, I let the motivation be a pure bonus. So the days where you're not feeling motivated, okay, you can still do your reasonable plan. Yeah. The days where you are feeling motivated, all right, go, go to town, like just go, go absolutely crazy and put it to good use. Absolutely. And you know, I mean, it, it sounds obvious what we're talking about, but in reality, I mean, I ran a poll on the Sleek Geek Facebook uh, group yesterday. Mm. And hey, if you're not in the group yet, join us. Just search for Sleek Geek Health Revolution on Facebook. I ran a poll and basically 70 people said that they rely wholly on motivation before they'll take action for their health. And, oh. and 50 people said that motivational motivation is not required. But so 70 people Basically, so more than 50% of people said they're relying on motivation and admitted that, and most people wouldn't even admit it. So it's probably the yeah. numbers are higher. So, you know, this is really something that we need to help people with. And, you know, that's why, you know, at Sleek Geek, we teach a habit-based approach to health. Our goal is to help people build healthy habits. And ultimately, you know, once you can get, you know, once you've created commitments like we've discussed, and once you get into a routine, then you will start to get to the point where, you know, going to the gym will become uh, a habit. For example, it'll become much more. It'll seem more natural. It will seem. It will seem more weird if you don't go to the gym. And, yeah. And you know that's why it's important to to work through those commitments and build up those repetitions and start to have a positive emotional connection with you know your your healthy habits. Well, that's the beauty of habits is because the more you do them, the more ingrained they become like the less willpower and the less motivation you need to do them. Exactly. I mean, you think about something like brushing your teeth, like 
I almost never feel motivated to brush my teeth, but it's a habit that I just do. Exactly. And I know it's important and I, I don't really think twice about it. Like I don't go, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth on Friday night, so I'm now going to wait until Monday morning before I start brushing them again. Sure. Which people do all the time when it comes to, oh, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to eat healthily on Friday night, so I'm now going to just blow the whole weekend and I'll re-motivate myself on Monday. Absolutely. And I mean, I think, you know, I said earlier in this podcast that, you know, people need more motivation to do hard things. Mm. So another technique that people can use that we, we teach and that, you know, we've talked about in previous podcasts is if you're struggling with having motivation, then maybe break things down into more easy or more doable um, tasks. So if you're struggling mm. with the motivation to go to gym, maybe yeah. try and do some squats while the kettle's boiling, you know, try and do five minutes of exercise um, at home. So maybe start yeah. with smaller objectives, you know, it's true. I mean, there's a saying a success breeds success. Like the, when you're successful at one thing, it, it makes you more successful at the next thing exactly. and build your confidence. So just being able to exercise more consistently, even if it's just like a few squats while you're taking, uh, while you, while you um, waiting for the kettle to boil, it may then let you build that motivation and, and build that, uh, feeling with success. So you can then go out and do more exercise later on. Exactly. So scale things down if you're not, not getting motivated um, and make them reasonable and, and doable. Um, I mean, the other thing that you often talk about, Eric, is that, you know, you can sometimes, the action actually starts motivating you. So yeah. motivation comes later. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think you mentioned that briefly. Yeah, I said it earlier. Like I often find that once... I'm at the gym or once I'm eating or once I've accomplished something, I then feel a lot more motivated afterwards. I think it comes down to a bit about your identity and the kind of person you see yourself as. Like I think people often don't feel motivated. It's because they don't feel like that kind of person. So if you want, if you don't feel motivated to go to the gym, often it's because you don't feel like you're a fit person. You don't feel like you like, you're just not where you want to be or you know, it's, it's so much effort to become who you want to become. Yes. So it's like this discrepancy between, I mean, look, sometimes you're just tired. Like sometimes it's okay to, sure. to not feel motivated to do anything if you're just dead tired. But often it's because you're not feeling like the kind of person you want to feel. But once you go to the gym, once you've worked out, once you've worked those muscles and you've, you've broken a sweat, suddenly you start feeling, oh, okay, I actually feel a bit more like a fit and healthy person. Yeah. I feel like I've earned that. And your identity changes slightly and suddenly you have a bit more motivation for the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's days where I've, I've gone, gone to the gym, I've worked out, I'm like, geez, I feel so motivated right now. I wish I had more energy to go do another workout. Yeah. Um, just because you feel so, so hyped up and you feel like in the zone, like you, you are who you're supposed to be in that moment. But I think conceptually, um, like the, the point for me is that a lot of people think that motivation must precede action. And yeah. in this example, action is preceding the motivation. So, Absolutely. you know, that goes back to my run analogy. Like sometimes I'll be like, most people who've run before know that like it takes a kilometer or so to get warmed up. And normally yeah. after the second kilometer, you start feeling it. And then by the third kilometer, you're feeling great. So like sometimes, you know, in this case, you've got to take the action. And then, yeah. you know, halfway into your run, you're suddenly feeling motivated. And like now you actually think, hey, I could run seven Ks, you know, like, I mean... I've often like been like really like not in the mood to run five and ended up running seven and a half because I just felt so great. <laughs> so, you know, and you know that people that the motivation can come after the action. 
That's that's true. And, and here's actually a little like thought exercise on that topic. Um, I used to be a, a massive fan of motivational videos. Like you actually, you go to YouTube and you type in motivational video and you'll see like some celebrity or some athlete or some businessman, yeah. uh, like giving this motivational talk and inspiring you to take action and, and they work. Like yeah. you, you watch those videos, you can literally feel like these goosebumps and this energy like rising on you. But I had a light, mo- a light bulb moment and I realized you don't ever watch a motivational video by some lazy, unsuccessful person who spends his whole day on the couch, right? Like, sure. Motivational videos come from people who've already done the work. Yes. The reason they're able to motivate you is because they've already taken action and they've already been successful. Yes. And I think it's a very literal example of how action comes before motivation. I like that. You know? I like that a lot. Like, the people who are motivational speakers or like not like career motivational speakers who just know how to say nice words, but people who actually are successful and they're then inspiring others to do the same. And it would, this is often you see in sleek geek as we call them sleek geek inspirers. Yeah. People who post their before and after photos that I'm sorry. And they then go on to inspire others to achieve the same results, but it's because they've already done the work. They've already done the work and now they're sharing their story to help motivate people. You've got to take action first. Absolutely. And it's a great point. And you also made the point that those things are powerful. Like, I mean, I'll often watch bodybuilder like videos on YouTube and then I feel pumped. I'm like, ah, oh, I want to go work out now. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, oh, I'll watch like, you know, documentaries on Netflix about the CrossFit games or something. And then straight away I'm like, ah, oh, I just want to go and work out. But you know, obviously that only happens every now and then it's sporadic. So yeah. you can't rely on it. Like, I mean, it was like when you were a kid, like, I mean, I don't know if it was the same for you, but if I watched a ninja movie when I was a kid, all I wanted to do oh, was yeah. run around being a ninja, you know, a ninja, like, ninja kids or whatever their name was. That was exactly, like you'd come out of the movie house, like punching everybody. But the point, yeah. but the point is, is that like, it's, it's powerful, but it's short lived. So, yeah. you know, that's why we're talking about the topic that we're talking about today, the importance of not relying on the motivation. And that's really the message that we've been trying to get through. But why don't we read before we end off, cause we've been chatting for half an hour. Like, should we read some of the comments that were posted under that? poll? Yeah, that I made? So basically I posted the poll, as I mentioned, 70 people said they have to mostly rely on motivation and 50 people said that for them, it's not a requirement. So here's an interesting one from Raquel. Raquel. She says, some actions are based on principles and standards I've set for myself. For example, I'm not easily going to eat junk for breakfast or a piece of cake or even sugary cereals. That's a standard. What I eat is only motivated by time or am I in the mood to cook? Not in the mood to spend time to cook then oats in the morning, uh, in the mood for eggs and toast, then I cook that. Also, I know I'm messing up my day by not eating breakfast, so it's a rule that I must eat breakfast. I might eat later, but breakfast will be eaten. So basically Raquel's saying that she's got a bunch of standards that she set herself so she doesn't have to rely on the motivation. Um, Bianca says the feeling of accomplishment when you feel least motivated and do something is next level. Um, that's very true. Exactly. Like when you, you, you proved yourself, you can do it. Definitely agree with that. D Kutsia, who's one of the leaders of our dream team. She says it's normally an intrinsic thing with me. I need to motivate and hype myself up. I still need to get to the point where it becomes a habit. So D still struggling. Um, there's nothing wrong with that though. I mean, there's definitely sure. a long place to have motivation. In fact, you know, I wrote a, a guide a while ago on the Sleeky website called the Sleeky Guide to Building the Habit of Exercising at Home. Yeah. And I just use exercising at home as a, as a case study, but one of the points was for building a habit to create a motivation ritual. Yes. And this is 
is something that you use to get yourself in the zone or feeling a bit more motivated, even if you don't feel like it. And this works. Like if you look at, um, I think one of the best examples, you look at elite athletes yes. before their event, before their game, uh, before their, their race, they're sitting there with their hoodie on, they've got the earphones in, the headphones in, and they're busy playing the same song they yeah. play every time before the practice. The same song gets them in the zone. Uh, you know, some people even literally go to the gym and they'll play the same song over and over and over and over, and over and over and over again on repeat. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's your Katy Perry song, yeah. No, no, it's Eminem normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, it's the one I kissed the girl and I liked it. Ah, okay, okay, cool. Well, you're flexing in the mirror, yeah. Um, no, so literally, it's one of the, like, music is a really powerful motivator. It's a good cue. Um, as well. Often you to get it. Exactly. It's a trigger. It's a cue. And it's very helpful if you can do the same thing every time. Like literally when I drive to the gym, I normally play the same song while I'm driving to the gym, like the same song every time. When I get to the gym, it's like a routine. My, my, before I'm, my body even knows what's going on, my brain has already kind of started getting me into that mood, getting me into that zone. Uh, we're not saying that you um, – must rely on this to be motivated but it can help especially if you do struggle on those days where you don't have motivation you can definitely have cues and rituals i mean some people i mean i don't take pre-workout but like some people take a pre-workout and then it's part of their getting ready for the gym routine now they almost feel like i've taken my pre-workout now i have to go and train you know yeah exactly um, the energy kicks in they're already like feeling energetic or they have a coffee or something like there's nothing wrong with that i mean i use music to get me pumped up like, I mean, coffee is a good example. Like, you know, like I love having coffee in the morning and I feel like as soon as I start sipping that coffee, I feel so much more awake. Yep. But I know that it actually takes a while for the caffeine to be absorbed into my bloodstream. It doesn't happen instantly. Sure. But I'm already feeling awake. It's like this association with it that just gets my brain and everything going. Absolutely. And then here's someone who's commented, Claire, um, you know, she's always going to struggle. She says, if I don't have someone to tell me to move, I won't bother. Um, you know, the team challenges and the eight week challenge on my motivation, I have to have help. So, you know, this is someone who's told herself, she's got a limiting belief. She's told herself that I can't do this without someone else motivating me. Now mm. that's always going to be a tough situation for someone in that position, because like I said, um, it's one of those lessons in life that if you don't learn, like I must say, like I found, I used to struggle to push myself in the gym by myself. Um, yeah. I thought I needed a trainer and it's only later in my, in my working out career that I've found a way to like get to another gear when I trained by myself. Yeah. Um, and even then I could probably still get to an either further gear if I worked out with you, for example. Absolutely. And it comes, it comes down to priorities. I think, I mean, I'm sure there's things in her life that she doesn't need motivation for, you know, maybe she's a mom or maybe she's a, a wife or maybe she's a employee or a boss. Sure. Like, it may just be that the gym thing is something she needs motivation for right now. Yep. But if she can realize that, if she can look around the life and say, okay, what, what things do I do come rain or rain or shine, like rain or sun? Like, what, what do I do no matter what? Yes. You know, I look after my kids or I cook dinner or I go to work or, you know, we all have those things. And just look into other areas of life where you are successful at what you're trying to do. Sure. And realize that you can actually do it. You don't need motivation. Just, just you choosing to believe that. Exactly. And here's the total opposite. Mish Lee says, if I relied on motivation, I'd never achieve anything. Um, mm, nice. Do it through no motivation. So basically that's like the opposite. Um, you know, 
Natasha Lawrence says, I just made the choice to work out more and watch what I eat. I see little changes, but won't stop till I've reached my goal. I started in December and I just carried on for weeks. Some weeks I do better than others, but I just keep doing it. Even if I'm tired, I'll get my workout in, even if it's one hour before bedtime. All in all, since 2019, I've lost 12 kilograms and I've managed to keep it off. Nice. So that's great. Like this is someone who's decided, she's decided that motivation is optional. She's just going to do it no matter what. And she's going to keep persevering. Um, and awesome. you know, Kim Matthew says action first results, then the motivation comes. I learned that from sleek geek. So there Kim took our message. <laughs> um, yeah. Kat Darville says she struggles with self-motivation. The Adidas runners and the training plans I have are awesome because they give me set appointments to keep at specific times. It's also why I like meeting up with friends for running. I always say yes and then ask for the details afterwards. Um, you know, so there's someone like Kat's actually now, she's created a system that helps her. So, you know, like the other lady who's got a problem, then maybe she needs to have a personal trainer. So if we know we have limitations, there's things that we can do. There's little tricks that we can play on ourselves to help us to achieve things. You know, for example, yeah. I went through a phase in the beginning of my journey where I loved going to CrossFit. And the reason why I loved going to CrossFit was I was in my corporate job at the time. And when I was in my corporate job, I could only get to the gym in peak hours. Like now I can go at any time because we're self-employed. So mm. I found that when you go walk into a Virgin Active at 5 p.m. or whatever it is, it's crazy. Like you've got to wait for machines. It's nuts. Whereas I found yeah. that I booked a CrossFit class a, I could go there and I knew that like there wouldn't be that problem of waiting for stuff. B, we had a policy yeah. that if you canceled twice, you could almost lose your membership. So if you said, I'm going to yeah. be there, you would show up, your coach was waiting for you. So I almost did that on purpose so that I knew that I would keep showing up. So it's like what Kat's done, you know, she's created systems in her life to accommodate the challenges that she has around doing it by herself. And that's okay. Some people love that group actually does your motivator she's knowledge that she's yeah. like, okay how can i work around that you know so knowing this issue group activities are quite powerful yeah you know even things like gym classes um for sure yeah for sure i mean yeah so i think um yeah that, that's a good that's, podcast yeah, i mean I, was, I wasn't even motivated to do this podcast but i just decided i was gonna do it <laughs> anyways yeah i mean normally we do it face to face and visiting remotely at the moment and it's been it's been cool yeah i spoke well yeah um so guys, remember, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. You were going to say to recap, you recap. Just to recap, you know, motivation, it has its place. Like there, there are times where you could rely on it. There are times where you can make the most of it. There's times where you can generate a bit of extra motivation by watching videos or having some kind of routine or thinking about your why or your goal. But just know that motivation is fleeting. It, it, it's not always going to be there. It waxes and wanes. It comes and it goes. So you can't design your success around being motivated. If going to the gym, if eating healthily is what's going to make you successful, you can't rely on motivation to do those things. You have to find a way to do it without it. And you, know, you don't have to be motivated to do something. You know, yeah. it, 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 it is okay. You can go to the gym even when you don't feel like it. You can go to sleep earlier. You can turn the TV off after one episode if you don't want to. Yes. You, know, you, can, you can be nice to people. There's so many things you can do even if you don't want to. You just have to choose. Absolutely. And I mean, I think a last point that I want to make there, which we didn't discuss was the concept of the grind. Like ultimately when people start new health or fitness regimes or new programs or whatever it is, it's always easy to be excited in the beginning. You know, mm. let's say you're doing a high challenge. It's, it's easy yeah. to be excited and motivated in week one, two, and three. But yeah. you know, at some point you get into the grind and the routine 
Like yeah. ultimately, if you want to live a fit and healthy lifestyle, it is not always going to be fun. It's not always going to be exciting. It is going to be something that you're going to have to learn to grind through. And I don't mean grind in a way that it's really unpleasant. I just mean that it's not necessarily always going to be exciting and new and fancy. So I always tell my clients when they start feeling like that, it means they're probably on the right track. Like yes. if things are a little more boring now, uh, and they're not, they're not used to it. Like, you know, often people are used to stopping and starting and stopping and starting. So they, they're used to health and fitness, always feeling fun, always feeling exciting, novel, challenging. Yes. And when you start helping them become a bit more consistent, they suddenly start experiencing things they're not used to. Like, yes. I'm no longer excited to go to gym or like, yeah. I'm actually over broccoli and rice now. Like it's not as exciting as I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, and it feels like that. You're probably doing something right. You, you, you're being, it's called being consistent. Yes. You know, you absolutely the nail on the head there. I mean, I didn't see it that way, but you're right because you know, people love drama. Like, yeah. like no matter what, like human beings enjoy drama in some way because we're emotional creatures. And yeah. I guess that, there's drama in the highs and lows and the ups and downs. You know, if your journey yeah. is like a roller coaster, interesting. it's interesting if you have to constantly restart and constantly find a new diet and constantly find a new secret, yeah. you know, yeah. whereas, you know, when, like you're saying, when you're being consistent and when you're just doing things right and you're moving slowly in the right direction, it's kind of boring, but yeah, that's, the, exactly. that's the key. But you, you need to find ways to make little challenges for yourself. You know, for some people, it's just, how can I build like this consistency streak? Like, okay, I've, I haven't, you know, the longest I've gone without missing a workout is two weeks. Can I make it three now? Yeah. Or, you know, I've eaten healthily 10 days in a row. Can I make it 11 days now? So those, those are one way you can add a challenge or you can just, you know, pick one small thing. Um, can you do a new PR on your run or, or like, you yeah. know, post personal or personal best in your run or can you lift more weight than you've lived, ever lifted before like just try and look for small ways to add challenge um yeah. without it being too unrealistic you're right i think i think setting milestones and small goals whatever can make it exciting like you know i'm turning 45 in like three months now and like i've already started thinking you know what goals can i set myself like can i do 5ks under 25 minutes by the time i'm 45 can i yeah. You know, what else can I do? Because like that's what keeps fun and exciting and, you know, will make me excited to show up for training. So and also, you know, I think just, just to wrap off, I don't want to go on too much longer, but no, no, yeah. you know, when you get into the grind and things get boring, you often start to develop habits. And the reason we like teaching healthy habits is because it makes things easier. You have to put less thought and less energy and less you know, motivation into doing stuff. And the reason this is good is because you can then take that time and energy and motivation and put it elsewhere in life. So you don't have to be consumed by health and fitness 24 seven. Like your, your life's purpose is not to lose weight and eat healthy and go to the gym. In the beginning, when you're trying to make a lot of progress, you have to be a bit more single-minded about that. You have to be a bit almost like a little bit obsessed, but once you've found a good routine, like it's okay to shift your focus elsewhere. Like, okay, what can I work on now? Can I work on my business? Can I work on my relationships? Can I work on, even just another area of health and fitness, like can I try add meditation in now? Or can I try yoga? Or can I try, you know, running? Um, it's okay to put things like on, on cruise control for a bit while you then look at other areas of life to focus on. Because often it just comes from, results just come from putting in the reps over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. It doesn't always have to be harder and stronger and faster and more intense. 
Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think we've said it all. Yeah. Um, I think that's a wrap for why relying on motivation sucks. 